Good morning, everyone, and welcome to It's a Wrap. Normie Pags is in with me. We'll see if he makes it in later. If not, we'll just go solo and, and get this show going. Uh, this is the show where we wrap up the weekend sports, MLB, NFL right now. Of course, college football. We'll try and get all of it in for you here today. And let's start with the MLB playoffs. Uh, it's tied at three now in Texas as the Rangers beat Houston 9-2. to two. Right fielder Adolis Garcia drives in four with a big swing. And the pitcher... Nathan Alvaldi uh, gives six and third innings, giving up only five hits, two runs, strikes out four for the win. So the game is tonight is at 8 p.m., game seven, where it's decided it's been a very uh, entertaining series. I think uh, Houston, I think, will win. But, man, Texas is playing their butts off right now, and it will be a really good game um, whether Texas or Houston – makes it or not, they'll probably be facing the Phillies. Um, Phillies up right now three to two. Uh, they're playing tonight at 5 p.m. for game six in the National League Championship Series. Um, the Schwaber and Harper like doing the uh, their imitation of the M&M boys, Mandel and Maris right now. They're hitting home runs at a record pace over there for the Phillies. And they're actually just out hitting um, the Arizona Diamondbacks, but don't count the Diamondbacks out. Arizona Diamondbacks are a very resourceful team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they tie them tonight. So two games tonight. You got game seven, the Rangers against the Astros, and game six with the Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And NFL games, of course, we'll start with Thursday. We'll go ahead and, and kind of wrap that up. The Jags win. They go to 5-2. and two. They beat the Saints, who fall to 3-4, and 31-24. Uh, the tight end for the Saints drops the ball in the end zone at the last play of the game. Um, and, of course, uh, the Saints lose. Again, I had a problem. I, I spoken on the, uh, the uh, big football show yesterday with the way the Saints had coach handled all the fourth downs. There are some teams that can go for it on fourth and short and that are very good at it. the Philadelphia Eagles with their uh, with their little quarterback sneak where they put get them behind them and push them through. They call it the tush push. That's a team that can do it and do it uh, flawlessly. I mean, nobody I think has stopped them yet. Um, but when you're going for a fourth down three times and you're throwing sometimes and you're running sometimes and you don't have a design play that you know works, what ended up happening was the Saints ended up giving up points. They they were down for a field goal twice. And the game would have been at that time, if they made them two field goals, the Saints would have been leading at the time. Instead of 31 to 24, it would have been 31 to 30. And that last drive would have only needed a field goal to win it. I think the coaches today are really going for it more on fourth down than I've ever seen and are not making it. The defenses are just playing a lot better this year. And uh, we saw it in the Giants-Jets game. We saw it in all kinds of games, even college football this year, where a coach is going for it on fourth down, fourth and two, fourth and three, are not getting it. And I don't know why they're not kicking those field goals. But, yeah, I'm not the coach of the Saints, so I'm not worried about it. Um, there were a real few ugly games Yesterday in the NFL, uh, Atlanta at Tampa Bay, uh, Atlanta squeezes out a 16 to 13 victory. 
Uh, Atlanta's offense, their only touchdown came on a run by uh, their quarterback who, uh, you know, who got a one-yard or two-yard touchdown run, uh, Ritter, and uh, Baker Mayfield throws for one touchdown. And uh, 16-13, to 13, Atlanta wins. And Baker Mayfield, there was a lot of big, I don't say big news, but a lot of people hyped up Baker Mayfield this year, saying he's playing really good. This is going to maybe his best year. Baker Mayfield is what Baker Mayfield is, right? He's kind of a good field manager. He, If he has a good team around him, he can win. He did it with the Browns uh, the one year that they went to the playoffs and they lost to the Chiefs when they, um, the um, I forget who it was, that dove over the pylon there and the ball came out. The rule that's still in effect today, it became a touchback for the other team. They had this, that was their shot. Baker Mayfield is not a starting quarterback, a very good starting quarterback. He's a good backup. They can come in and win a couple games for you. But right now, maybe, maybe the NFL doesn't have as many good quarterbacks as we think they do because he's starting. So, you know, we, we talk about elite quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, but I guess there's not enough to go around because a lot of teams don't have that right now. The Broncos in the Green Bay Packers. Another ugly game. Um, Green Bay beats, I mean, uh, sorry, the Denver Broncos beat Green Bay 19-17. to Russell Wilson, you know, was at one time considered a Hall of Famer. He's kind of I'd consider him a Hall of Famer. I don't even know if he's a Hall of Famer anymore. Um, but anyway, he throws a touchdown uh, running back Devontae uh, Williams. He has a good game. He runs for 82 yards. Uh, Green Bay's Jordan Love throws two touchdowns and one interception. So Russell Wilson, who's been the topic of discussion all year, in fact, last year too. If you remember, Russell Wilson was one of those that had his own office and a lot of people say he thinks about the Russell Wilson brand and, and all this stuff that he was not really a teammate. He's kind of by himself. Well, Sean Payton's there now, and that's not going to work there. And a lot of people are thinking that maybe he might be benched by the time the end of the month happens. He might have saved his job for a first-string quarterback for another week here winning this game. But, again, Green Bay is really not that good yet. They're really not. They're supposed to have a good defense. They're, they're okay. Jordan Love is kind of finding his footing. The running game isn't as good as it was before. So the um, the Denver Broncos go to Green Bay and win, which I thought would happen. The New York Giants get their second win of the season against the Washington Commanders. And for some reason, the Giants have played the Commanders really well the last four games. <clears throat> Uh, they, they, I think they four and zero on them in the last four games. They went fourteen to seven. Tyrod Taylor replaces Daniel Jones. Uh, he throws for two hundred seventy nine yards uh, with two touchdowns. One to uh, Waller, their new tight end that finally got in the end zone for him. Saquon Barkley runs really well. He runs for over seventy something yards. He catches a touchdown pass from Tyrod Taylor. But again, it's the Giants' defense. They played really well for the second week in a row. They only held Buffalo to 14 points. They held hold um, the Commanders to seven this week. They ended up sacking um, Howell six times a quarterback for the Washington Commanders. I don't know what's going to happen over there with Washington. They dropped it three and three. The Giants now have two wins. But 
there Howell is is a rookie quarterback. They got new owners over there. Uh, Rivera did a decent job last year. They just missed the wild card, but that's where they're stuck right now. I think. Uh, I don't know if Rivera will last uh, till next year. Maybe he finishes out this year, and then maybe they, you know, maybe they push on from Rivera. Um, he hasn't playing okay. It's just they just don't have it. They just they'll come up and they'll surprise you. The Commanders they beat the Eagles last year. I think they beat the Cowboys last year one game, and then they come and they play the Giants and and they don't play well at all. So uh, the Redskins need a quarterback. They might need a new head coach. You got Eric Bieniemy as their offensive coordinator right now. Maybe they move him into head head coach spot. There's a there's a lot of stories about BMNE's past, how that may affect him getting head coach slot um, from people that I know, um, that know of Eric Bieniemy that actually were in the place with him. But uh, I guess that's where they would go next. And with that new owner group over there in, in Washington, they're not going to put up with, uh, you know, with 500 or below 500 ball. We'll see. It's going to be really interesting what happens at the end of the year there. The Giants had to win to have any kind of chance to get back to 500. They got a pretty, I'm not going to say easy schedule, but a lot easier than it's been. So they're going to be playing the Jets and the Raiders and, and teams like this coming up. I think they got one one game with the Eagles coming up. That's their toughest game. But they have a shot to, if they can make a little run, to get back up near 500. So we'll see what happens. We'll follow Giants and Jets next week for all you New York fans out there. You know, as long as the Steelers – have T.J. Watt healthy, they have a chance in any game. This guy is unbelievable. Makes a big interception. He makes big plays on defense to get the ball. The Pittsburgh defense comes through again for him. You know, as I, I just it's, – it's unbelievable what the Pittsburgh Steelers can do. And I don't care who they play against. I don't care who they play against. Right now, there are four and two uh, tied with the Baltimore Ravens. Let me see if I can get this for you here real quick. Four and two tied with the Buffalo uh, Baltimore Ravens. Buffalo, Baltimore Ravens. Um, and Najee Harris runs pretty well. I mean, he's not he's not as good as he was when he first came in. But that defense just kind of shut down the Rams' offense. The Rams' offense has been playing well. There was really uh, – uh, Matt Stafford threw for a touchdown, but they really limited the uh, the Rams to to uh, to hardly any point. It was a good game, but it was a defensive game by the Pittsburgh Steelers that won. And that was what I was worried about. Can the Steelers stop a, a, a team that can throw like they do? I mean, they got Cooper Cup there. They got that new kid, Nuka Huka, there that, that plays really well, and he had a big game. But as long as as long as TJ Watt is around and he's playing, Pittsburgh has a chance to beat you. So they they're even right now with Baltimore four and two in the AFC uh, North, and they end up winning the game twenty four to seventeen. Speaking of Baltimore, they gave uh, Detroit a wake up call, didn't they? I mean, they took apart the Lions thirty eight to six. Lamar Jackson has a huge game. He goes twenty one. For 27, 357 yards and three touchdowns and runs for another 
Now, I've been critical of Lamar Jackson in the past, even his MVP years, because his throwing ability to me, he wasn't accurate. This has changed. They are designing plays that really fit Lamar Jackson right now. And if you watch any of the game yesterday, Lamar Jackson would be taking off, rolling out of the pocket. And while they're running to him, they would slide somebody behind the guys and we'd hit him with a quick pass. Big game. I think the Baltimore Ravens have just as much a shot of going to the Super Bowl as any of the favorites out there right now. And Detroit, I, I'm not going to say that Detroit is a pretender, but if you look at their schedule, they really didn't play a lot of a lot of big teams. I mean, they beat Kansas City the first game and give it to them. They won 21 to 20. But then they lost to Seattle. And then they beat Atlanta, Green Bay, and Carolina. That's not a tough schedule. And if Detroit's going to take that step forward, they're going to have to beat teams like the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks, who they lost to. They might still be in first place in the North when the season's over. But right now, we might have overrated the Detroit Lions. We might have, including myself. So it's going to be interesting to see Detroit going forward. I imagine they're going to come out pretty hot and heavy the next game. I don't have in front of me who they're playing next. But whoever it is, I imagine they're going to be playing as hard as they can after getting embarrassed like that. So we'll see if they were exposed or not. The Bears spanked the Raiders 30-12. to 12. Uh, Tyson Badgen, Bags talked about him a little bit. Uh, quarterback he filled in for fields. He went 21-29 for 162 yards with one touchdown. Um, running back Devonta, I'm going to say Fateman, uh, runs for two, two scores. Um, you know, and, and the Raiders are just terrible. They've been terrible for the last few years. And you know something? I I, I like the Raiders, especially the past, right? The, the past of the Raiders is that of being uh, hard-nosed, mean players. They have lost their identity totally. When they were the Oakland Raiders and you had Stabler and you had Marv Hubbard and you had Casper and you had the Stork, you know, and, and you had uh, uh, Lyle Alzado, and you you had these guys, Howie Long. They were a mean team. They were intimidating. The Raiders don't intimidate anybody anymore. We have we have a guy on there, Captain Jack, who does a Raiders show. And as I said, I respect the Raiders, the past of the Raiders. The fans are more intimidating than the players today, right? What do you think about it? I mean, is Las Vegas happy that the Raiders moved to Vegas? Seriously. They're, uh, they're the total office from the owner all the way down to the coach is just not what the Raiders are. And they blamed Derek Carr and they blamed all these other players that, that were there before him. The Raiders just are not a good organization anymore. Sorry to say. It happens when sons take over for fathers. In their business, it happens all the time. It's happened here with the Raiders. Kind of feel sorry for them. Um, but the Bears beat them 30-12. to 12. The Patriots 
The Patriots surprised Buffalo 29 to 25 with an end of game winning drive. Mac Jones has a good game for a change. He throws uh, for uh, going for 20 for 30, 275 yards, two TDs. And in the Bills, I've been watching the Bills all year. And of course, I follow all the games. Bills are right about where I live. And they for, they just don't seem consistent. They they don't seem like a really good team. They seem like a good team, right? I think they could beat anybody on a given day, but not consistently. The defense comes up, plays great one game, the next game, not so good. Josh Allen comes up one game, lights out. Next game, eh. The Patriots were due for a win. I don't think Buffalo took them for granted because it's a division game. Maybe they did. But it seems to me if you just put pressure on Josh Allen, make him run around, he can make big plays, but he also gets rattled because he doesn't have nothing to fall back on. It's been the same thing for the past few years. They had that one good year where they had a shot at the Super Bowl, and, of course, they lost it um, in overtime against the – I think it was the Chiefs. But anyway, um, they, they they just don't have it. They will they refuse to get a running game. They use Josh Allen as a running game. They use him as his quarterback as the quarterback. It's great. It's great for stats, but it's not going to win you a Super Bowl. And I don't. Again, this is another organization that I don't understand. They have talent. They can get talent. They got a great history. All Buffalo has to do is get a couple good linemen and a running back. And they're an instant threat. And I don't know why they refuse to do that. So the Pats take advantage of the of the Bills' defense. They didn't look that good. The Bills didn't look good against the Giants the week before. Uh, the Giants had them at the end of the game. Um, I'm not going to talk about the referee's call again. I talked about it enough. But the Bills just don't look that good. They really don't. The Browns' Superman, Miles Garrett, I mean, what can't this guy do? Two strip sacks, blocks of field goal, blocking passes. I mean, if it wasn't for Miles Garrett, Cleveland loses that game. Sort of like with T.J. Watt with the Steelers. If Miles Garrett is not in that game, Cleveland loses the game. It was a, it was it was a very high scoring tight game too. The Browns eke out a thirty nine to thirty eight win. Over over the Colts. Colts gave it everything they had. Gardner Mishu played good for a backup quarterback. I think he threw for two touchdowns and ran for one. And of course, they got you know the the uh, Jonathan Taylor that they just signed, and the Colts played them tough. But Miles Garrett is a, is you know I've watched specials on this guy, and they say well he's not really interested in football. That's nonsense. The man is interested. Did you see him jump over the offensive line for the field goal try? And blocked the kick. Just jumped off. Jumped right over the top. He is uh, he is hectic for the other team. Uh, he's he's going to get paid next year. Miles Garrett, trust me, he's going to be getting paid T.J. Watt money next year. If they don't, he's gone. He's that good. And the Browns, without Watson in there, and and without you know without their big uh, running back Chubbs, um, they still winning. They they. They beat the, the Colts, who are better than people think, 39 to 38. The Chiefs, 
The Chiefs go out, they show the Los Angeles Chargers they are not ready to take the division crown from them. Chiefs won 31 to 17. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Travis Kelsey has a wide receiver number day. You know, he gets he has 12 receptions, 179 yards, and a touchdown. KC six and one. All the people out there say, oh, Kansas City doesn't look as good as they did. The turnover in Kansas City last couple of years has been unlike any other for a top team. For a top team. You got, you know, the bad teams that get rid of guys and pick up guys and they stay bad. Chiefs get rid of people and stay good and stay at the top of the league. Those young wide receivers, everybody's like, oh, their wide receivers aren't as good. All of a sudden, they start catching balls. Now they're starting to catch passes. They're starting to score touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, with, along with Andy Reid, designed things to make this offense work. If it's not designed well, Patrick Mahomes will scramble around, run with the ball, throw across his body, and get receivers open, as long as they keep moving. And the receivers are starting to learn that now. You're a young receiver, you get into the route tree, you run out in, you run a fly, a comeback, whatever it is. Well, with the Chiefs, you run your route, and then Patrick Mahomes starts moving around. Now you got to change what you do. This is where the young receivers are starting to learn now. And this is why they're starting to get the ball more. Patrick Mahomes isn't one of those timing, um, timing West Coast quarterbacks, right? He's the kind of quarterback that will move around a pocket, he'll run back and forth, and he will get you open. A scramble drill. If you ever heard of scramble drill, when the quarterback starts running, the receivers start running towards the quarterback, downfield, trying to get open, and they come off their route. Something Kelsey does constantly. And this is what these young wide receivers are starting to learn. The Chiefs' defense is very good. They may not be outstanding, but as you've seen in the last Super Bowls, they were good enough to win, and they carried the Chiefs a couple games. Now, the Chiefs aren't going to – I don't think the Chiefs will only have one loss this year. I think they'll lose another game or two. But they are definitely the favorites to win again this year in the AFC. Good defense, Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey and the young wide receivers that won't be young by the end of the season. And what a what a trade they made with the Jets. They got Hardman back, right? They got some speed again. He's not the cheetah, but he's got some speed. Good move by the Chiefs. Very smart organization. Don't talk about their GM enough. It does a great job over there. Chiefs show the Chargers. They're not ready yet. And I kind of been down on um Justin Herbert a little bit saying maybe he's overrated. And what I mean by overrated is that he's not great. He's a great quarterback. I don't think he's elite. Elite to me means you put the team on your back in the toughest games and you win them. And he hasn't done that yet. Maybe he will. I don't know. Right now he hasn't. Last year against the Jags, he didn't do it. So anyway, Chiefs six and one. And the Chargers dropped to two and four, if I'm not mistaken. The Seahawks, they go to four and two. 
they're probably in that second ring of teams that will make the playoffs, a team that can beat you on a good day. They beat the Lions. We talked about the Lions earlier. They did beat the Lions. The Chiefs are just a strong all-around team. They don't have the greatest quarterback in the NFL. They have a very good one. They don't have the greatest defense. They got a very good one. Their new running back that they have there. Uh, let's see if I got this. Geno Smith, uh, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Got his name for a minute. Very good running back. And Seattle just, they just win, right? They just win. They just continue to win. They're one of those teams that, that on any given Sunday can beat you. The Cardinals came in. A lot of people say, man, the Cardinals are tough. They're aggressive. But you got to win some games, man. They had a chance to beat the Seahawks. And, I, you know, we talk about penalties. We talk about, you know, calls. And Listen, the good teams with bad calls will win. Good teams make mistakes will still win. Bad teams, when they make mistakes and get bad calls, they lose. If you have the, and we'll talk about the Eagles in a minute. You had the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. The Eagles could have won that game. We all know that. Everybody who watched Super Bowl know the Eagles could have won that game. But when you're equal, this is when turnovers come in too. Bill Parcells says there's about five plays to decide whether you win a football game or not. And Bill Belichick says 80% of the time you lose the game. They don't beat you. So, Cardinals go down again. Dobson plays the best he can. They lose 20 to 10. And I guess we're just waiting for Kyle Murray to return now. They're one in five, one in six right now. Uh, Kyle Murray, they're playing a lot of money to. And uh, like him or love him, I don't necessarily think he's a great quarterback. I think he's an immature uh, uh, player. <coughs> Who is not um, not elite for sure? Um, probably be back soon. So uh, the Seahawks go to four and two. Are the Seahawks better than the Lions? I don't know. Head to head, so far they are. But Seahawks are definitely in that second tier. They're strong for the wild card right now. Them and the Cowboys are both at four and two. Last night, the Eagles' defense. Shuts down Miami's high-powered offense. It was 31-17. When you hear somebody say defense wins championships, and you say, well, you got to score points, of course. Hey, and I think that Philly sports guy has popped in. Let's see if we can bring him up. Let's see if we can pags up here as we're talking about the Eagles. See what's going on. Good morning, Pags. How you doing? Oh, man, it has been a very tough last week. It has been a very tough week. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's you know, it sounds like it's always a lot of fun going to all these games, but the lack of sleep has been uh, tough. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine, man. 
because you're posting you're posting at least three, four, five posts a game, whatever game you're at, and uh, all that yelling, all that carrying on, that's got to be a little crazy, I'll tell you. It, it you know it's been it's been crazy. It's been a lot of fun. You know, it's there's not many people who get to do what it is that I am doing, and it's it's been truly amazing. It's been it's been uh, the electricity that has been in the air in Philadelphia is. Uh, overwhelming yeah and it's yeah yeah Yeah. well let me get your thoughts real let me get your thoughts real quick quick before i get back to the eagles um talking about the arizona diamondbacks and and uh the phillies today i think it's at five o'clock you guys play five o'clock or eight o'clock that is correct five o'clock so uh it's game six um arizona hanging in there um schwarber and 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 your man there uh Bryce Harper are kind of doing their M and M boys with the Yankees. There, these two are just hitting home runs at a record pace right now. And uh, uh, do they come through with the hits tonight, or, or does does Arizona draw even with you tonight, Thanks. I It would take an act of God. I think. I think this city is so ready to watch them go to the World Series and win the World Series. I think this team is so super focused. I feel that they have been doing things in such a way. Like, I I didn't want them to sweep. I know I kept saying Phillies in four, uh, but I did not want them to sweep because you don't want to sit and wait to play you know, for a week. So I, my thought was that they, they knew that too, you know, and they weren't as, you know, the bats seemed a little dormant in game three. And then in game four, they woke up a little bit and, uh, they, we didn't win it. They, they got the, you know, the walk off and then game five, you could see them come back up. I, I think there's no doubt in my mind, this series ends tonight. Well, even if it does, you got to give the Arizona Diamondbacks some credit this year. I mean, nobody expected them to even get close to this point. In the beginning of the year, Pags, I said, well, a surprised team to me this year to me might be the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks because they were playing pretty well early. And they really, I, I mean, they outperformed what everybody thought. They got to be happy no matter what happens here. They're a young team. They're a fast team. And when you have speed and you play small ball, which is what they do well. They haven't done it well in this series because they've been relying more on the home run. But when you play small ball well, you you know, you're going to win some games because it's it's kind of like it's kind of like in football running the ball. It's 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 almost a lost art right now. Yeah. So yeah. when you so if you play small ball, same situation, you're going to win games because it's old time baseball. Right, right, and they're going to be good for a while. I you know, so if they too. can keep that nucleus together. That's a very young nucleus, and you know, Eva Longoria. It was a little bit of uh, you know veteran leadership. I think they need a little bit more. You know, I feel like they could probably use a little bit better bullpen, but I think they're, this team is going to be a tough team to get out for you know a few years to come. Well, I, I, I've gone through most of the games, but I want to get your comments on a few of them anyway because we still got a little bit of time left. Detroit, Baltimore just tore them up. And I went back and I, I looked at the schedule of the Lions. The Lions, of course, beat uh, the, the Chiefs the first game. <clears throat> but they've lost to Seattle 
uh, Pags. They beat Atlanta, Green Bay, Carolina. I, I, I mean, I, I, are they are they with what they what we think they are? I mean, are they really that good? But we can put them up there with the Eagles, like the, the the 49ers and the Cowboys, or are they maybe almost as good as Seattle? I think, you know, I, I think this was a hiccup. Good teams start to sniff themselves a little bit. And they got some swagger. And Baltimore has not been playing really. And I think that you, you wind up from the coaches all the way down to the, you know, the kicker. You're going to have a hiccup sometimes. And that's what this was. I think they are a good team. Are they an elite team? Are they in the same category as the Eagles, the Chiefs, you know, the 49ers? I don't think so. But uh, I think you could put them into that second tier, even after this loss. Okay. Uh, I think I think the NFC overall isn't that strong anyway. So that second tier is not going to be a big deal. Um, I just, I you know, I, I, I saw how they played. Their defense is playing better. Uh, you know, it's hard if, if when, when, you know, when Jackson is on, it's hard to stop that dude. I mean, passing and running, they found that out. And maybe they learned from it. I don't know. But uh, they sure look terrible, Pags. The Braiders. You know, I remember the Oakland Raiders. They were intimidating. They were tough. They were strong. They were. I mean, the only thing intimidating about the Raiders today is their fans. That that Raiders and that team, haircut from the owner. That that, uh. that oh my god, Pags. I mean, does Las Vegas really? Are they happy that the Raiders moved there now? <laughs> I, no. I don't know. No. I tell you, it's, it's they take on. They have taken on. So. You know, it's like when I think about the Raiders, when you think about the Oakland Raiders, they took on the personality of their owner. And now in Las Vegas, they've taken on the personality of their owner, which is a tool. He's a tool bag. It's you know? sad. It, it is it's, sad. It is sad. It's a shame because I'm sure his father's flipping over in his grave wondering what the hell just happened to his team. I, it, it's ridiculous. The Patriots finally get their win. Belichick has his 300th win. Um, they beat the Bills. The Bills, there's something wrong with the Bills. The Giants had them last week. They they, they let them off the hook. Uh, the Patriots grabbed them. Why why doesn't the team, Pags, we sit back here and we, we analyze games, and we're not professional coaches by any means. And we look at the Bills over the years and we say, if they had a good offensive line and a good running back, the Bills would be almost unstoppable. And they refuse. They refuse to get a good running back and work on their running game. Why? Why is it? Are they stubborn to do? What is it with the, with a team like the Bills? I think it comes down to the fact that nobody wants to play up here. It's too cold, and if you're a running back, you better like it's it, it's long gone since the days of Thurman Thomas, and even the the mentality and the personality of Thurman Thomas was necessary. Like he, you have to like playing in the cold. You have to like getting hit in the cold. And these players today just don't like it. You know, they don't have that. That's why the Eagles have like 18 running backs in their, in their thing, because it gets cold enough there that they can switch between them. And I feel like that that's, that's the answer to the running back. The offensive line, you just got to, you, that takes time to fix. 
Like the Eagles have been do- doing this for years, you know, where they just draft offensive and defensive linemen. And that's what happens. That's why you, your first pick in the draft, your number one, your first round pick is always supposed to be a big guy because they don't make them. They don't grow on trees. You have to continually supply your offensive defensive line. And that's what first round picks are supposed to be for. It and used if you're to not be doing that. And the, Eagles, and the Eagles still do it. And they, that's the way it used to be. And the Eagles are still doing that. But so the Patriots, uh, there's there's rumors that Belichick has signed an extension. I'm not sure if they're true or not. I saw something on that. Um 300 wins. You got to give the man credit. He's had a great career. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year. Maybe it all depends on what the Patriots end up doing by the end of the year. Maybe if they get close to 500, they keep him. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, But it'll be interesting to follow that. Is there – the Pittsburgh Steelers, as long as they have T.J. Watt healthy, are in every game, Pax. It's it's unbelievable. There's two defensive linemen that I'm going to talk about. Today, this is one of T.J. Watt. I, I don't know. He just changes. He's one of the kind of defensive linemen that can change a game, and and he does it every week. And with him there, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance. I'm not saying they're going to beat everybody, but they always have a chance, and they end up beating the Rams 24-17. Uh, yeah, you know what? And I only got to watch the one thing, and they play old-time football. You know, it's like uh, – yeah, they have to do it now because their quarterback is not Ben Roethlisberger anymore. So they do not have the ability. They don't have the passing game where the guy who was able to stay in the pocket and just beat up opposing off defensive lines and just kind of push them away so that he could pass the ball. So you, you have to rely on your smash mouth running game. So yeah. and that's they've gone back to that old style football. And again, it's like we just talked about it with like. Uh, with baseball, where if you do something against the grain, like if you're doing something old time, that's still going to eke you out a lot of wins. Same thing in football. If you play smash mouth football, you are going to stay and be in games. They're never going to get really blown out unless they meet a team that's just so much better than them. And with the parity in this league, they're going to be able to compete in a lot of these games. And I think it's a testament to their coach. You know, we keep yeah. talking about how he never goes – he's never been under 500. doesn't look like he's going to be under 500 again this year either. They don't. Every time they slip, they come back. So uh, the other guy I want to talk about, of course, is Miles Garrett. Uh, if he wasn't on the field, the Cleveland Browns lose to the Colts yesterday. He does two strip sacks. He blocks a field goal. He's knocking away passes. Uh, of course, Deshaun Watson, I don't know if you know, got taken out of the game early. Uh, concussion. They were worried about a concussion. He didn't return. But without Miles Garrett there – Cleveland Browns easily lose this game. And again, here's a defensive player, and the defense is coming alive, Pags, this year like I haven't seen in years. The defense is starting to win games again. You saw it in Pittsburgh. You saw it in Philly last night, which we'll get to. You're going to see you, you see it here in Cleveland. You saw it with the Giants against the Commanders. Defense is starting to win games again, Pags. And Miles Garrett will get paid next year. I, I imagine he's going somewhere else. Uh Probably because I know that the Browns just don't have the money like that. Uh, but you know, it's you know, and I think about it the other way. It's thirty. That score was thirty nine, thirty eight. So you know, and that that's you know, it's a testament to Steichen because he lost his number one quarterback. He's doing this all with Minshew. You know, scoring thirty eight points with Minshew. 
and still lost that game. I mean, I was seeing messages, you know, I, from Pat McAfee saying that the, the Colts got robbed of that game. Of course, I didn't watch it, but right. I, I tell you, it's. You I know, just it, I just know Pags from watching because I watched most I watched most of it. That Mitchu had a good game. He did. Of course, he, he threw interception. He had a couple strip stats. But that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't for Miles Garrett, Cleveland loses. Well, that. and that's what it is. When you have somebody who's a standout like that can can take over a game, uh, yeah. they're going to. And this was one of those opportunities where he was able to take over the game and it actually lead to a win. Yeah. Uh, so there's always going to be there's always going to be those standout performances, and Miles Garrett has been known to be able to do that. Yes, I agree. Um, the Chiefs. They show uh, the Chargers. They're not ready to take over that division. They're far from it. Everybody talked about how the Chiefs are barely getting by, barely getting by. But, well, his young receivers are starting to figure it out now. They know when Patrick Mahomes runs, they run too. They get open. And Patrick Mahomes threw for over 40 yards, four touchdowns. Kelsey put up wide receiver numbers. He had 179 yards and receiving a touchdown. But those young receivers aren't going to be young at the end of the year, Pags. They're going to be vet- veterans. And Kansas City just looks like a powerhouse again. Was talking to a friend of mine who was a, a good influencer online, Lacey Brown, who was a known Chiefs fan, but she was at, at the game in Philadelphia. Uh, I think that, you know, short of the 49ers having a say, that I think we're looking at a collision course of the two teams that were in last year's Super Bowl. Very possible. Again. Very possible. The only one other team I give a shot is maybe the Bengals. Maybe if they get healthy in there, everything goes right. Maybe they have a shot of getting in there, uh, along with maybe the 49ers, depending on what happens with them. Um, Seahawks, they win. They go 4-2. and two. Um, Again, I, I talked about them in Detroit a little bit. I think they're, they're on the same same thing. Seahawks are just a solid team, Pags. They can beat anybody. And, you know, if, they, if everything goes right, then they get the breaks. They can win a game. Uh, they did. They did pretty good against, uh, of course, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Murray. Uh, we're waiting for him to come back. Uh, he's practicing again. So, I will tell you that uh, this year, beyond any other year, is showing me that coaching matters. And I'm not a fan of the Seattle coach by any stretch. In fact, I think he's ridiculous. I, I'm not a fan of him at all, Pete Carroll. However. Mm-hmm. When you're the better coach on the field, your team is likely going to win. And I think that you saw yesterday with that. I feel like that he is just so much better than uh, the Arizona coach right now. He's a rookie coach. Obviously, he's still trying to figure it out. He has been able to win some games, and he's he's able to compete against the NFC East because he was there for a couple of years. Right. So he knows kind of what's going on over there. Uh, but other than that, he's having a hard time figuring out his – and he'll figure it out. I mean, I'm not I'm not his biggest fan either. But we'll, find, I, we'll find out what he does with Kyle Murray. That's the big question, Pags, because Kyle Murray, he's practicing. So is Buda Baker, I think it is the other guy who's practicing along with him. He might be back before the season's out. They got a big question of what they're going to do with that guy. Are they going to let him be the starting quarterback going forward, or are they going to try and get something for him? Um, I don't know. That's going to be a big question in the offseason. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. Eagles, let's get to your team. Eagles defense. Eagles defense. And, and I, I picked the Eagles uh, to win. And not that I, don't, I think Miami's a bad team. I think it was in Miami. It would have been a little bit closer. 
just because it's outside and it's in Miami, it might maybe it's a touchdown or maybe six points or something. Eagles still win, but the Eagles defense defense wins championships. Bags has been been that way since the beginning of the time. Uh, you know you got you, well you know T.J. Brown. You've got a good tight end. You've got a a quarterback that's that's very good uh, to great. I mean, but that defense is what shut down uh, Tua, shut down uh, the Cheetah to 88 yards. I mean, your team is a very solid football team, and I expected them to beat Miami, to be honest with you. You know, and did it not feel a little bit like, I mean, just, and I, you know, I know that I'm going a little crazy here, but wasn't that, didn't it have a feel of it was the, the national champion Alabama team versus the national champion Georgia team out there. Almost, that's almost. it. That's exactly what that felt like a little bit yesterday. That it was Alabama versus Georgia and the two national championship teams, you know, out there to play. It yeah. was a great story. A great story with Hertz and Tua. I watched all that. They both are they're both good quarterbacks. I mean, I'm not gonna take nothing away from Tua. I think you know, when you go up against that defense, you gotta be able to run a ball. Miami could not run the ball at all. Your defense shut down the run. And then, of course, then you end up shutting down the pass because you make a pass. Great game. Great game coached by Sirianna. One of the best coach games I've seen him do in the last few weeks. It's getting a little worried. Also, uh, I I have to give a a huge, great coached game by the defensive coordinator. Yes. Probably his best game of the year at this point, like just with the plan and everything. I mean, for the first time in a very, very long time, I watched a corner blitz work there you can. for the Eagles. And I was I was so excited about that. I'm like, was that a cornerback that just sacked the quarterback? I was like, I, I was beside myself. I was like, that is that is awesome. I ain't seen that in forever. That's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, I listen, you know, the Eagles, the Eagles are I, I think they're odds on favorite next to the you know over the 40 hours to get there. Let's talk a little bit about tonight's game. It's gonna be interesting to me. Debo Samuels will be out. Offensive tackle Trent Williams is out. McCaffrey's hurt, but will be playing. Um, you got Minnesota with, of course, Justin Jefferson's out for at least another few games, and Kirk Cousins at night. I, I'm not saying Minnesota's going to beat San Francisco, but without Debo, without Trent Williams, their tight end kid will better play a heck of a game tonight because if he don't, there's a chance that Minnesota could catch him sleeping bags. No chance. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to say that Minnesota was going to come through and, and beat the 49ers. Uh, but you know, the, their quarterback over there has a problem with spotlights. Yeah, he does. He does. And, and that's that's yeah. that's yeah. what it's going to come down to. You're going to see their defense win this game, and their defense. Out of all the things that you have mentioned. You didn't mention anybody being missing from their defense. And until somebody starts to, until they start to get hurt, they're going to win these games. And they're going to win these games like 14 10, 17 9, stuff like that. That's what's going to happen here. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what's going to occur tonight. You're going to see a low scoring game. I bet the under. And, you know, I think that Mm -hmm. that's that's what's going to occur. You're going to see just an ugly game by both of these teams. And that, the 49ers are going to be able to pull it out. Let me let me throw a couple of college games at you real quick. I don't know if you got a chance to watch them or not. But, of course, you know Ohio State did beat Penn State again. Um, it was 20-7. to seven. The head coach over there, um, 
2012, I think it was, wasn't it? 2012, correct. 2012, so you were watching. James Franklin cannot beat Ohio State, Michigan, but he does put a decent product out there, top 10 team every year, Pags. Do you get rid of somebody like that? You know, I'm not being a fan of that team. You know, I'm not a Penn State fan. I am a fan of their fans because I have a lot of friends that are Penn State fans. And I get a lot of go back and forth with him uh, that he's not worth it. Actually, he is worth it. And uh, he seems not to be able to win the very, very, very big games, but he wins uh, the medium-sized games, you know, medium to you know, large. It's just that when the biggest of stages, he just can't seem to beat them. And they held it close. So what, like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden they started to fall apart a little bit. Uh, and I think that that's, that's a problem. It's a problem. And when you continually do it over and over and over again, it, you run into that more and more. There have been coaches that have let go just because they couldn't beat their one rivalry and they've had great records. So uh, right. we'll see what happens with that. Um, real quick, um, Arizona. Washington was supposed to be have the best, one of the best offenses in the league. They they get them to fifteen to seven as a final score. Arizona State, I think it is wins, uh, doesn't win, but they held them close. Um, Oklahoma gets taken to the fourth quarter. They end up losing the UCF or winning UCF thirty-one to twenty-nine. Texas gets taken again. All these top teams, Pags, it seemed like, except for maybe Michigan and a couple of others, were taken to the brink of elimination. Um, of getting that one, that first loss or two losses, you know, college football, I think, is more about, of course, emotion than even the pros. I mean, the pros get up for the games, but the college is all about emotion. And if you're emotional enough and get a break, I don't care who you are. You can beat another team, a top 10 team. I agree, uh, without a doubt. And I feel like that that's, that, especially in the middle weeks like this is this would be considered the dog days of of college football so you it's it's when you're winning these games and you're walking over some of these teams you start to think that that's all that there is to do is walk over these teams and then you have a, a great performance like this is their national championship and the other team's national championship and they are playing uh they're fighting you like rocky you know, they just don't quit. They keep on coming. They keep on coming. They keep on coming. And you have to squeak it out at the end. Well, that's that's what's happening this week. The good teams will squeak it out. The teams yeah. that are questionable will lose. And you University, see a lot of that right now. University of North, Car North Carolina, they get in there. They're in the top 10. They get knocked out uh, by Virginia. Uh, you know, it, listen, it's it's not it, – it's not – I guess you could say it's more professional because of the NIL. This you you could almost get a team of superstars now, but still that emotion. I've seen small schools beat big schools in the past just on emotion. Um, Lincoln Riley, I want to get to with you real quick. Lincoln Riley, of course, with USC was with Texas Tech, if I'm not mistaken, with Patrick Mahomes and and Baker Mayfield, and uh, I don't know some some of these other great quarterbacks were there. He's with USC, and. Utah State, who's not really a powerhouse, they're a very good team. It's top 25. They come in and knock them back farther. And, you know, they score enough points, but they end up losing 37 to 34. Um, why, again, you know, I look at somebody like Lincoln Riley, and I see he's a good offensive coach. Why aren't you getting a defensive coordinator that's out of sight? Why aren't you 
recruit defensive. Like USC could recruit defensive players. Why aren't they doing that? What goes in the mindset of somebody? Do you just want to be known as, you know, like Air Coriel? Is that what you want to be known as, or do you want to be known as a great coach? It kind of blows my mind. Let's face it. When it comes to West Coast football, and even though either they're switching conferences and such like that, uh, defense has always been backburnered. You never hear about great defensive players coming from any West Coast school. So I think that's the mindset of these universities out there that they just don't have. They don't necessarily need it. They have they have fill in guys because they invest all of their energies in the offense. Uh, and you're right. I, why don't they have it? Why why is it only Georgia and Alabama and all these SEC and ACC teams that wind up with good defenses? Why isn't it not you know getting all the way to the West Coast? And I think it's a I think it's a mentality. I think it's just a mentality in total. So, yes, these coaches do want to be uh, – they all aspire to be Bear Bryant, but there was only one. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, real quick, I kind of glossed over it with Belichick and his 300 win. A lot of public pressure before last game. Uh, if Patriots lose the next couple, it's going to be back again. Um, even Teddy Bruschi, Ty Law come out and say maybe Belichick should move along. Move on, we'll move on from the Patriots. Uh, people have said, well, maybe he shouldn't be GM. Now, listen, Bill Belichick is not going to take a backseat to anything. He's what he is. Once you say you're not GM anymore, it's almost like firing a guy. I don't think he would go for that. And I think if he went to another team, he would want to be the GM and the head coach again, too. I don't think he would want to go back to being just a head coach or defensive coordinator. That would be a step back in his mind. Suppose they end up having a bad season, Pags. I've heard a couple teams were would be interested in him right off the rip. The Chargers being one of them, um, you know, these there's certain teams that are almost there that aren't there. Can you imagine Bill Belichick maybe on a San Diego Charger if he does leave the Patriots, a San Diego Charger uh, coach? Uh, what that would look like? No, no, I can't. I, uh, I'll be honest. The only place that I could see Belichick going to if he was going to leave the Patriots, is Cleveland. You know, I thought I about see, I, I could see him going back there to try to make amends, you know, and, and say, you know what, it's not, it's not, I, I had, a, I didn't have the right team. Right, my first job as a head coach. I thought about that too. I was thinking about that. And, you know, I was reading the Chargers. There was another team. It wasn't the Browns. But I was thinking about that. That's the only team that he really was unex, uh, unsuccessful with was the Cleveland Browns as a head coach. Of course, he you know, he kind of – he really didn't head coach anywhere else besides the Browns and, and New England. But he really had a little bad run there. And that would be something, as a person, I would want to go back and try to correct. Great. That's, that's, that's what I was thinking. Too. Cool. All right. So, folks – we got the Philly sports guy in here later than normal. He's running around and covering the Phillies, the Eagles at night. And they're all night games, too, which is drive, probably driving them a little crazy. Hey, you know what? When they clinch today, that's a 5 o'clock game. That means we'll be done at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. After I get done partying with the Phillies, I'm going to sleep. Are they in Philadelphia? They're in Philadelphia tonight, right? Correct. If, they, if Philly loses, they don't go back to Arizona, do they? Correct. No, it's it's in Philly. It finishes out in Philly. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. 
folks. Thanks so, for and I was surprised that Texas was able to pull it out and get it to Game Seven. I am not I thought surprised. that they were down. I'm not surprised about Texas at all. Texas is uh, is is about even with their Astros. They're both they're, they're both going to hit the ball long. They're both they're both exciting teams. Texas just got to get hot. They, they they got cold and and. and they're playing good. Well, their ball, pitching man. isn't as strong, so they went back to their pitching, and I that's agree. it's going to take it's going to take a Herculean effort. I think that this is a I think it's a rematch of last year's World Series. It could be, Pags. I think the Astros have the edge, but I would not be surprised if Texas wins today at all. That that's a scrappy team. I do like. Them. Yeah, well, I I think either way, I think the Phillies had this end this season with a parade. We shall see, Pags. We shall we see. Shall. It will be very interesting. Pags, thanks for stopping in and coming in a little late, but we got everything I wanted to get through done. We wrapped it up this week, and it's a wrap. Uh, we're on every Monday from 8 to 9 o'clock. Follow us on Roku. will be Coffee and Sports. Uh, the the uh, Sports Empire Morning Show comes on Roku every day from 9 to 10, so be sure to stick around for that. Pags, thanks for coming in. Folks, thanks for watching. Have a great Monday, and we'll see you here next Monday, same time. 